It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin. And guess what, everyone? It is the season one finale at Camp Dynasty for the 2023 class. We are officially wrapping things up with the class of campers that we have been with for nearly an entire year, Colin. I, man, it came and went <laughs> so fast. Like, I, we, we came into Camp Dynasty and it was this, you know, project that we were excited to do, but we didn't really know what to expect out of it. You know, it was our first real deep foray into college football me especially and now we're at this point where we know these guys inside and out like 50 60 guys deep and this is our last final goodbye to these players i was just saying before we started that a whole damn year ago last july when we started summer scouting and got this thing off the ground it was like you're already thinking about what does it look like when it when it's over and when it's time to start something completely new. And I can't believe it that that we're at that point in time where, you know, the Bijan, the JSN, that that group that we've become so familiar with, that we've spent so much time with, talked about every single week since last summer, uh, basically. And it's this is the end of the line for for that crew. So, um, yeah, we we had talked about potentially doing a a community mock, one final community mock, and then wrapping things up. But when you take a look at the schedule and what is coming up in season two of Camp Dynasty, there's there's a lot of stuff we want to hit in season two. And we're going to talk a little bit about that a little later in the show. We'll have plenty of time to reflect uh, not only this, this group of players, but also the experience that, that this has been for the, for both of us. Um, And as we looked ahead, it was, it just made a lot of sense for this to be the end of the road for 2023. And we will start 2024 in a couple of weeks. We'll give ourselves a week to, to grind some tape we're back to grinding that tape real hard uh and then we'll be back to start 2024 in, in two weeks time so a lot of lot of craziness a lot of excitement man but i'm just ready to, to to spend one last episode with this with this group yeah i was gonna say before we get to that season two before we get to summer scouting again <laughs> and ranking these next group of campers what do we what do we got on the plate today to say goodbye to our current crop of campers? Well, let me tell you what we have. It's something that I'm very excited about because one thing that we talked about last fall as we followed along with college football is that next year, meaning this upcoming fall college football season, we would be able to keep track of these players in the NFL and it's going to be something called all grown up, which is something that I think we talked about last year, but we'll obviously get more into what that's going to look like moving forward. But what you need to know today is that to keep us kind of attached to these guys all season long, we're going to be doing a little draft of our own drafting best ball teams of 2023 campers only to see which one of us, Colin, has learned more and specifically who can draft a team that scores more points in their rookie seasons. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're we're talking dynasty fantasy football, baby. And uh, what matters is, you know, bragging rights, is scoring points, is who is producing on the field. And so, like you said, we're going to do a draft. We did a coin flip to determine the first pick, and tails, it never fails. <laughs> never fails. Call it in the air, and I ended up with the first pick, the coveted first pick of this draft. 
You did. How does that make you feel? It, it makes me feel very sad because we all know what's about to happen when we kick this thing off. But I mean, I I'm excited, man. There's there's a lot of strategy here. So what this looks like is it's a snake draft. The lineups are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, a tight end, and then we also have one D-line, one linebacker, one DB, and one IDP flex. So it's all about where do you want to target, which positions, where do you want to go hard on the flex spots, who do you think is going to score more points might not necessarily be your top-ranked player in a dynasty draft who you think could have uh, a productive rookie season. So there's a lot of strategy here. I'm excited to see how you approach it, but there's not a lot of strategy that goes into the first overall selection in this draft. So why don't we get started? You are officially on the clock with the 101. I'm not going to do what the NFL teams do because NFL teams get the number one overall pick It's debated for, you know, months, weeks, and everybody knows who they're taking with the number one pick. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's Joe Burrow, you know, and then we get to draft day and they're on the clock for, you know, the full time. Not doing that. It's Bijan. This is, (laughs) you know, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the... The, the guy that is going to save the people that have been rebuilding in fantasy, that have sold their team for spare parts, that, you know, th- this is the savior. The, the most talented running back prospect since Saquon. We've been saying it. And, I mean, I get to secure him here. He walks into this Atlanta running back room that just has Tyler Algier, who had over 1,000 yards last year. So I can't even begin to think what Bijan can do in this system, you know, with his talent in the role that Algier was in last year. I mean, this is the slam dunk pick. I wish he was number five. I think he, I think number five fit him, but Drake London is already sporting that. He looks good in it too. And he took young ways number seven, which I thought was a little bit, you know, but kickers don't matter. So <laughs> Number seven, Bijan Robinson for the Atlanta Falcons is my number one overall pick, and it's that that's the easiest pick of the draft. Yeah, Mister One Hundred One always has been, all the way back to last summer. I mean, it's it really was the year of Bijan at Camp Dynasty, and you know, even though that this is more of a redraft style situation here, it doesn't change anything because I think. guarantee you, even in a normal redraft environment. Bijan's a first round pick because that's how talented this guy is. The situation is perfect. We know that. And I, I mean, I'm so excited to watch this player's career. I'm a little bit sad that uh, he will be counting against me during his rookie season, but nonetheless, (laughs) very excited to see what we have in store with, with uh, this premier talent. So you are on the clock with the second overall pick here. And you got back-to-back picks. I do. I have back-to-backs, and this is where it gets very weird because this is where Mm -hmm. the strategy comes in. It wasn't pretty easy picking Bijan. I got to start thinking about positional advantages at this point already in the draft. And so my first pick, my first-round pick here is going to be Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I feel like that's pretty cut and dry as well simply because – Gibbs is a a player, a running back here that we expect to have significant volume, even in his rookie year. He's not Bijan, obviously, but you draft a player 12th overall and you immediately trade your incumbent player that fits the exact same type of role that Gibbs is going to have in this offense. It tells you what they think about him and what their plans for him are. So, uh, he's probably the number two pick in a lot of dynasty rookie drafts this summer, uh, and he's going to be the number two pick here as well for me. I mean, that's the only way you can go here because after Bijan and Gibbs, there are no clear-cut running back starters. You know, like the next tier of guys is something where it's like, 
now do does it feel like a reach to go get a running back here do I take the because the next year feels like the wide receiver tier which I guess I don't want to give away too much since you have your pick up next but like this this is I I feel like after Bijan and Gibbs you get into a a big thing of you know, am I going to reach to secure positional scarcity or do I go with the safety net? So it's already going to get pretty weird here, I think, man. I don't know if you're ready for what I'm about to do. I don't I know if you, I'm ready I, <laughs> I for hope what I'm you about do it. to do. <laughs> so we get the two running backs here, Bijan and Gibbs. No surprises. But with my next pick, I am going to select... Dalton Kincaid. Wow. Tight end from the Bills. So, listen, I love Dalton Kincaid. Everybody who's listened to Camp Dynasty knows how high I am on this player. He's my ninth overall player in the class. And when I look at this style of a draft, I'm not really confident in any of the other tight ends. While I like all a lot of the top guys, I'm not confident in any of them to produce. And I think that Dalton Kincaid in the right scenario here in the Buffalo Bills offense could have a really nice rookie season. I don't want to, you know, project that onto him because he is a tight end after all. And we know how this, this goes, but I got to take a risk already here. You're, you've got Bijan off on me. I got to take a little <laughs> bit of a risk here and do some big braining. And I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid. Wow. All right. You don't you didn't expect that. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Now now I have a lot I I have a different set of options than I thought I would have. Because I mean Jackson's on the board. Sure Addison's is. on the board. Johnston's on the board. Uh, I have the full tier of wide receivers, and and Jackson has been our certified wide receiver one for the entire you know season. And is he going to be effective year one? Is the question. Is he going to be worthy of a you know fourth overall selection? I don't know. <laughs> That's the question, man. That's the question. Uh, but I do know somebody that is sitting in position to have an effect on their rookie year. And it's Anthony Richardson. Wow. I, I'm going to secure my RB1. I'm going to se- secure my QB1. And then now this is this is where I <laughs> I start questioning things because I could secure my RB one QB one and wide receiver one back to back to back, and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take Jackson as well. I, I I'm gonna secure. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by the board. The board is speaking to me. And we're staying here. We're 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 living with what we've been, you know. We're playing the cards we were dealt. I get it, man. I get it. See, I, in my mind, maybe I'm overthinking it. We've said it. Jackson's rookie year could be a little on the slow side. We know he's there with DK. We know he's there with Lockett. It's a premier player. All the reports so far have been fantastic by the way Seahawks folks raving about JSN's abilities not surprised he's gonna have a he's gonna have a big role but what is it what does the volume look like in this offense that's the big question so that's why I chose to let him fall into your lap I'm not surprised you took him I might regret it but I have a big decision here now because I wasn't expecting the Richardson pick so now I have to think, what positions do I need to secure at this point in the draft? I think I'm going to take Jordan Addison with this pick, uh, wide receiver that 
I expect to be potentially the most productive out of this crew. It's certainly possible. He is already dealing with some injuries in camp thus far, which not great, but also not serious. So hopefully all is good there. And then this is a big one. I think I might get really weird again. Oh, boy. And I think I'm going to take Will Anderson. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> because, again, same logic with the Kincaid pick. I don't trust Tyree Wilson. I don't trust any of the litany of pass rushers that come next to be as productive as Will Anderson could possibly be in his rookie season as an already polished and premier talent. You've talked about it a lot, Colin. There's nobody else there. That's either a bad thing, as in he will get double teamed already and not be able to uh, operate at his full capacity, or he's given all of the opportunities to pin his ears back and do what he does best as a pass rusher. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the chance, and I'm gonna bring Will Anderson home. I that's a that's a hell of a pick right there. <laughs> I mean I so it crossed my mind for a second. I was like, you know, do I go QB one, RB one, wide receiver one, <laughs> DL one, and just like just to get them, you know, collect them all type of thing. But yeah, uh, Addison, great pick. That 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 was who I mean, it was Jackson or Addison. Addison Feels like he has a bigger role ahead of him in 2023. Uh, and then Will Anderson. I mean, you, the the logic there, it, it's great logic. I, I don't know. Because the rest of the DLs, like you said, are uh, interesting, to say the least. So, all right. Here we go. <laughs> got the Got the turn here. And I I have one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. Uh, I feel comfortable waiting on tight end since you took Kincaid. And what I'm going to do is, so far, Dalvin Cook has not been signed. And that is, I, I that is something I, I don't know mark. it's a big question mark and the team that he's been tied to the most as we know is the Miami Dolphins and Devon A. Chain's on the board right now and he could be a you know a I don't know about a, a high volume running back but I, I think when he's on the field he's a weapon and everything out of camp out of, out of training camp says a chain is a freak and he you know is destroying defenses and he looks like the best player on the field so there's a part of me that wants to take him but then if dalvin gets signed there i'm fucked so it's part of me that doesn't want to and then there's the wide receivers who are all very interesting and there are two right here and i could i could take the rest of the the tier away from you and leave you with your wide receiver two being some guys that are iffy and so i'm gonna go with johnson and zay flowers i mean man at it makes a lot of sense. I was hoping you wouldn't do that, <laughs> but so that's <laughs> that's my way of saying good picks because, like you just said, now my wide receiver department is going to feel a little bit suspect. I'm choosing to attack this draft at some other interesting positions. We'll see if it works out for me. At this point in the draft, the wide receivers are now – essentially gone we're moving into a new tier here 
And running back is certainly an option, but we've already talked about the fact that there is not really a clear path for any of these guys necessarily as rookies. So I think I'm just going to continue to have the weirdest draft ever. Oh, boy. And I'm going to first take Jack Campbell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> because I might as well corner this IDP market if you're going to corner was... me on wide receivers. Yeah. Ah, do I want to double dip on IDP? Probably not. Um, <laughs> Jack Campbell would have been my next pick, just okay. so you know. Good. Glad, that makes to, he- glad to hear that. Let's take a look at my board here. Oh, man, I think I might just have to do it. I don't do it. I think I got to put my money where my mouth is. Honestly, I don't think you're going to dislike what I'm about to do. Maybe. I think I know what you're about to do. I mean, I get it. I really do get it. But I'm still going to bet on Zach Charbonnet. Oh, to have that's not not what I wanted you to do. Some sort of role as a rookie. I fully expect it to happen. Even with Kenneth Walker there, I could have gone a chain, but the looming Dalvin news is scary. And he's already a player that we're not entirely sure what the workload looks like generally. So I'm going to go with my guy, man. I got to do yeah. it. It's the finale. I got to bring Zach Charbonnet home. I was I was hoping that, that you were going to pass on him because that was that was the plan. Was to get Charbonnet if he falls and and hope for the best. So Yeah, I I like the pick there. Uh and that leads me back to where I was last round questioning if I'm going to take A-chain here. <laughs> yeah. And I I can't be stricken with the fear that the Dolphins may take Dalvin Cook. I I'm just gonna take a chain. I'm just gonna do it. It's time. It's time. Uh, as my RB two next to Bijan. Uh, and now we're we're getting interesting because I have almost my whole offense filled. I need a flex and a tight end. Uh, you have taken the two most i'd say you know it's steady idp players off the board with will anderson and jack campbell the two that we feel the most certain about uh in 2023 so uh, there's there's not a ton left for me i mean there's a few guys that are interesting that we've talked about for you know a, a lot of the time my db1 is on the board but i mean last week we talked about or two weeks ago we talked about the db position in this draft and how suspect it is um so i'm just gonna take sam laporta he's my my tight end too he went to the Lions, which I loved. And, I mean, getting my tight end two five rounds after your tight end one feels pretty good. I mean, I probably could have waited since you don't need a second tight end, but I'd rather get it out of the way and feel good. I was actually just thinking that I might take Sam Laporta with one of my next two picks Ooh. because I would have blocked you. And I could have used right. him in my flex spot, and I didn't hate That's that. That's true. So I probably would have done it. So that was great <laughs> timing on your part. Kay. Hate to see it once again. Um, Man, now I'm in a bit of a pickle here because now I have to decide which of these wide receivers do I want to stick my neck out for. See, th- this is where the draft really starts to get weird because i'm gonna be taking players that are further down my dynasty board because i think they could be more productive this season 
and I think I'm going to take. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Roshan Johnson with one of my Ooh, picks. Interesting. I really do think that by the end of this season, we're talking about Roshan as the starting running back for the Bears. I think this is one of the best value picks in dynasty drafts right now. If you can get him in the late second, that is phenomenal value. I'm going to take him here, and then I have another pick. And, man, I think I just want to roll the dice on Jonathan Mingo because I think with, you know, there's a lot of reports coming out about how Terrace Marshall is going to break out this year, and believe me, (laughs) I I think it's going to happen. But there's also a lot of reports about how good Jonathan Mingo is looking and how much it feels like Bryce Young could lean on him uh, already this season with that rookie-to-rookie connection. So, in a situation here where I only have Jordan Addison in my wide receiver department, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna pair him up with with Jonathan Mingo. I like it. Yeah, I I mean Mingo is on my board to fill out the rest of my offense and and get my last flex spot. So timely pick. Um, I'm looking at getting some IDP guys in the room because you know we we've come far enough i'd say where we're looking at a lot of guys at this point and i again <laughs> we're we're in a spot start I'm gonna, with these guys i'm taking point. i'm taking jalen carter okay i'm taking jalen carter um he is a freak of nature and that's kind of been lost in the you know the the shuffle i would say it through the narratives and through the draft and everything with the legal issues you know this that and the other thing he's a monster and he's going to be on the eagles who have built a very solid culture for him to come into and he has a mentor in fletcher cox he has a lot of his former georgia teammates to lean on and so going jalen carter here and what do I want to do with my next pick is a good question for me to ask. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at linebacker. I'm considering it. I mean, all of these guys are undersized, like all of them. We, we also spoke about that on the IDP episode where it's, I mean, Trent Simpson, he's not small, but he might not have a role this year because Patrick Queen's still there. Dayan Henley is, you know, he's small. He's like 225. Dorian Williams, same thing. So I don't know if I want to go linebacker here, but I think what I'm going to do is do I just, I'm just going to take Brian Branch. Whatever. I got my DB, (laughs) my DB one. I, I need, you know, there's not much here. I know that you'll probably take Sidney Brown later because you can, and that's fine, but I just, I need I need some IDP in the room, and I think Brian Branch is the, one of the more talented guys in the, in the class, and hopefully he can find a role that sets him up for uh, IDP, you know, relevance. Man, okay, so I now have to decide. I have a flex spot open, and I have my IDP flex spot open, and then also my quarterback and my DB. I'm going to go ahead and wait on those two spots for my last two picks. I need to try to figure out which IDP I want in my flex, and this is a tough one because I'm thinking linebacker. Who is going to be on the field more? Right. Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson. I mean, I'm probably probably going to stay away from Trenton Simpson for this year because of the Patrick Queen factor. Drew Sanders also has names in front of him, though. Oh, man. Um, 
Can I? <laughs> this is how I felt. Yeah. This is how I felt. <laughs> We're at that point of the draft. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me just go ahead and take. Go ahead and take who? <laughs> you haven't even made your first pick yet. I know. Yeah. Now I'm trying to decide what who who is here that I want in my flex. Right. Okay. All right. I'm going to make a pick, and I'm going to pick Kendra Miller. Okay. <laughs> I mean, man, we're talking <laughs> about a tier here with guys that, I mean, Marvin Mims, uh, Josh Downs, Tajay, maybe. I mean, these are all guys where I don't really know what their role looks like as a yeah. rookie. It could be. I mean, if if uh, the Kamara situation hits the fan, I think Kendra's probably got the best upside of this group, so I'm going to roll the dice on him, I guess. We'll get that pick out of the way. And then for my IDP, I think I'm actually going to go with Drew Sanders. Okay. I feel like the names there are a little bit less – substantive than the ones in Baltimore and I don't really feel confident about Tyree Wilson this year quite yet so I think I'm gonna just roll the dice on a couple of guys here I think that's the right pick because if if you didn't take I would have taken him so that's why it's the right pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so I I need to fill a linebacker spot uh i'm gonna do that with not a player that i think is the best available player but a player that i think has the clearest picture to get snaps and i think that's dorian williams he's potentially could be filling the tremaine Edmonds kind of role next to matt milano so, I'm cool with that. Uh, I don't love it as my LB1, <laughs> you know, but like we've mentioned a few times, this linebacker class, there are pretty much no sure things after Jack Campbell. Uh, so, that's that. I'll get that out of the way. And then... I'm thinking about filling my flex spot. Um, I'm looking at, you know, a few of these wide receivers and Rasheed Rice has been getting some camp love. I don't believe it. You know, that that's the the thing that happens. Who you know, isn't that... getting camp love right now? By exactly. The way. Ex- exactly. Except for Jalen Hyatt. Right. Uh, yeah, except for Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> Which, shocking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God. And then we got Josh Downs, who I'm interested in. You know, I can get that little stack with Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs. Uh, Jaden Reed interests me. Um, but I think I'm going to wait. I guess that we only have we only have two picks. Yeah, those are your well last two picks, man. I, I'm going to take, uh, take Michael Wilson. Whoa! I'm going to do it. I love it. uh, We talked about him on the sleeper episode, and I think he has the different body type than anybody else on the Cardinals. I mean, the the experience of getting the ball thrown to him might be a little rough, but if if we can get Kyler back, you know, mid-season, and Colt McCoy can be serviceable for the first half, I mean, Michael Wilson could just be a starting wide receiver on a fine team. They're going to be a bad team, so they're going to be behind all the time, so it's going to be fine for fantasy. And then get a few targets and and see what he can make of them. So I'm just going to go with Michael Wilson. I'm going to trust the process. And, uh, yeah, I don't feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Sleeper, man, makes an appearance. That's right. I love it. Well, it's it's pretty clear cut for me at this point in the draft. Uh, I'm gonna take Bryce Young to complete yep. my Jonathan Mingo Bryce Young little mini stack that you just referenced there. Uh, and then I'm also gonna take Sidney Brown. 
So, boom. Yep. There it is. Yep. That means I have to make some decisions here about my last IDP spot. I think I'm just going to take – I think I have to take Trenton Simpson. But he's not going to play. You know, like Kyle Hamilton didn't play until like week nine, and they took him like 14th. Like they just don't play rookies on their defense, and they still have Patrick Queen. <sighs> Tyree Wilson is interesting as an IDP flex. I know traditionally you want to go linebacker, linebacker, but given the state of the linebacker class, uh. Maybe you just go DL. I don't want Nolan Smith because he's behind a lot of guys. Maybe I'll just go Tyree Wilson. This is tough. This is this is tough. Should I go with another one of my guys and just take Overshown? I mean, that's a guy that's probably going to be running with the ones in no time. From what I'm learning in this draft is... This is not the year to take IDP. <laughs> this is not not a year to be banking on IDP. Not, to, not for instant production. Yeah. Definitely not for instant production. Um, I am going to take Day and Henley to fill out my IDP and take the undersized guy that will play behind Eric Kendricks, but hopefully sooner rather than later will you know, be seeing the field and make it some plays. I like it, man. And honestly, I'm sitting here looking at these teams and I, I think you won. Maybe it's cause you have Bijan, but yeah, I think the Bijan <laughs> effect makes it a little, little better. So, I mean, there it is, man. We're going to be following these teams all throughout the 2023 NFL season alongside of our typical camper analysis every week. So that'll make it very fun. We'll keep these guys around. They're not just falling off the face of the planet. Uh, I'll I'll run through my team quick. If you want to run through yours and then – you guys can let us know who you think won this draft. I think I already know the answer, but my team is Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet, Jordan Addison, Jonathan Mingo, Dalton Kincaid, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Will Anderson, Jack Campbell, Sidney Brown, and Drew Sanders. Yeah, I, you you killed me on the IDPs. <laughs> the, the, if you don't get Will Anderson or Jack Campbell in this draft, it, it's that was my that was my hail mary, man. That was it. Yeah. Okay, so I have Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, Devon A. Chain, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quinton Johnson, Sam Laporta, Zay Flowers, Michael Wilson, Jalen Carter, Dorian Williams. Brian Branch, and Dan Henley. Boom. There it is. And that is basically a wrap, Colin, on the 2023 class of campers. Uh, what a year. What a what a start here at Camp Dynasty with this group of players. I mean, it was an absolute roller coaster from last summer thinking that this was a historically good draft class where, you know, hopefully you sent it into 2023 and you stockpiled these picks. And now we're in the midst of dynasty draft season and it doesn't really seem like that kind of draft anymore. So it has been a full journey to this point, but it is complete with the literal dynasty RB one on top and a lot of fun players beneath him. So Man, what a what a ride it has been. Yeah, it I mean, I this is a, a fun way to close off the year. I, we were thinking and debating for basically the full season on what we were gonna do to commemorate our first class of campers putting them behind us and how we're gonna, you know, say goodbye. And I think rather than saying goodbye you know, we close it out with a draft. You know, it is the honestly one of the best days in the fantasy football calendar is draft day. 
So having a draft and getting these players on a roster and, you know, we'll be able to see them score points in the app and all of that is, is such a fun way to, you know, say goodbye and then also bring them with us into the next season. So 2024 will be fun, but it doesn't, like you said, mean we're saying cutting ties with this 2023 class it doesn't mean we're saying completely goodbye we'll we'll still have these guys and we'll we'll have a chance to you know compare the this next class with the last class because the next class is always better you know 2024 <laughs> right. is, is gonna be better we'll go for in that 2024 class that's what yeah. i'm saying yep and 2025 will be better than 2024 come you know uh february so We'll we'll keep in mind what the last class actually brought us and what these guys look like in NFL uniforms and what they're doing on the field. And I think this little little you know friendly competition between us counselors will be a, a nice way to send these guys off and then also bring them with us to the next year. I love it, man. I mean, best memories. Season one, 2022, 2023 year. I mean, what are you walking away with from this group? Oh, man. Best memories. I I think, I mean, watching Texas is probably the number one on my list, and that's for obvious reasons. But I think the ascension of Anthony Richardson was really the the thing that I love the most about this season. It was the the idea of like this raw athlete coming in and seeing what could this player possibly be? Like how many like he might come out after 2023. He might be a fun player, but he probably should stay and come out in 2024. And we can see his full growth and him turning into a a weapon in the backfield and, you know, being able to break the sound barrier with the throws and, you know, everybody knows what he can do with his feet and the pocket awareness just being so advanced for a player that has played so little quarterback that we, we were there. We were early on this guy and we, we saw the flashes and, you know, we talked about him as often as we possibly could, the ups and the downs throughout the season. And then him getting drafted as early as he did to the Colts and to the Shane Steichen offense after we were hoping for that, pining for that on, on the offseason episodes that we were like so elated on draft night that they actually did the right thing. They didn't do Will Levis. They, they actually took the guy that we thought they might take. And I, I think the full circle Anthony Richardson experience was my favorite moment, I guess. It was kind of a moment stretch a between months. It really was. And I think that was my favorite part of of this 2023 cycle. It really was a journey, man. Anthony Richardson, I mean, we, we, we talked about him all the way back to our very first quarterbacks episode last summer as what you just said, a flyer, you know, we both stuck him in at number five, like, ah, you got him in there too. And yep. what a, what a journey, what a, what a ride it was for Anthony Richardson this season. I mean, special player, uh, hope that, you know, everything turns out well for him in the NFL because the NFL will be a much more exciting product if that happens. Um, I mean, for me, man, obviously it was the year of Bijan. Like that, that is what this year is defined by. And like, we should also feel very lucky to, to have started this thing in the year of, of Bijan Robinson, because this type of player will not be back for a while. Uh, this will not be, you know, it'll be years before we do this again. Uh, so amazing to, to see not only his season at Texas, but also the the whole ride to the eighth overall selection was just amazing. Uh, but you know what I'm going to say, man, it's Zach Charbonnet. I mean, from the moment that last season started 
and what he did at UCLA as a guy who was interesting in 2022 and he comes back to school and you're not sure why, but you're interested to see what, what it looks like. And for him to dominate the way that he did at UCLA this year. And, you know, to, we talked about him so much week in and week out. It was Zach Charbonnet, man. Like what is going on? This guy is so good. Where's the buzz? Where's the chatter? And to get to a point where in the spring it became very real and very apparent that Zach Charbonnet was a premier talent. And he gets the day two, the round two capital. The spot puts a little bit of a damper on it maybe, but not for me, man. I'm still so excited to see what Zach Charbonnet can do in the NFL because it was a really, really fun season watching what he did to Pac-12 defenses. Yeah, yeah, for real. And like you said, we were wondering why he didn't come out in 2022 because he would have been, you know, maybe not in the Brees and Ken Walker tier, but just below that. And we would have, you know, had a deeper running back class and then he moves on to 2023 and we see why he stayed. You know, he added a lot of tools into his bag and, you know, he comes into the draft, like you said, gets that, that round two capital and. Now he's sitting with the Seahawks, and there's more questions than answers. We're, we're wondering what exactly these roles are going to be between Ken Walker and Charbonnet. You've been adamant that it's worse for Walker than it is for Charbonnet. And, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of three-down work available in the NFL these days. I mean, I've talked about that a lot where it's teams are not really doing that anymore. They're not having a bell cow where they're relying. There's very few teams. And the Seahawks have always been a one-two punch kind of team. Pete Carroll wants two guys that can be reliable carrying the football. And I think Charbonnet and Ken Walker complement each other really nicely. So although it's not an ideal landing spot, it's not the, you know, where they land in there in a place where you can expect them to take over and have, you know, 400 touches or whatever, you know, we're, we're sitting in a place where you'll see likely see efficient usage for a player that can be very efficient with that usage. So, I I don't hate it. It's not perfect, but the season that he had this year was incredible, and it'll, I'm sure, show up in the NFL. He's got all the tools. Listen, it's been a hell of a ride, and I want to thank everybody who has tuned in along the way. This has been a a journey for us from the start last summer to where we are now i mean we've learned a lot about the show and what we want it to be what we want from it you know what we want it to look like and i think it's been it's just been really exciting to see it grow and to see you know the the vision start to kind of emerge and to get a little bit clearer and clearer every single week where we're now at a point we're heading into season two. I think we both have a very clear idea of what we want it to look like and what it, what it it's going to look like because uh, it's just been so much fun to, to spend time with these guys every week, to break them down, to think about the dynasty picture and the, you know, what does it all mean? And so I just, I'm really looking forward to, to season two, but again, I can't thank anybody who's lifts, listened to this, uh, over the course of the last year enough uh it, it really does mean a lot yeah absolutely i mean the the podcast probably like it's gonna happen regardless and we're we're doing this because we love it we're doing this because this is what we want to do i mean and the fact that people are tuning in and they they want to hear what we have to say and we're we're growing i mean that that is one of the, I mean, most beautiful things about it is that we get people that are you know, trusting us and coming into here with uh, an open mind and seemingly staying. And so the the growth we've seen in just one season has been amazing, and we're very appreciative of it. And, I mean, we're just getting started, baby. 
Damn right, man. And when we started this thing, it was all about community and positivity. And I think, you know, growing this into, you know, we, we come here, we, we spew our stuff, we give our opinions, we give our rankings. But really, if you're tuning into this show, you're a counselor at Camp Dynasty, man. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's got a voice here, and we certainly want to hear it. So season two, man, we're bringing everyone together. It, you know, more of the same, but bigger, better. And so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we got a lot of exciting stuff planned. Like I said, we've learned a lot this year. We and, and I'm I'm just really excited to get into uh, to next season and to to just continue on, man. Because like you said, we do we do it because we love it. We show up here regardless every single week to talk about these players because I love them and I'm I, I can't wait to. Uh, familiarize myself a little bit more intimately with this 2024 group because watch out for these guys man what a class that's gonna be (laughs) yeah i man i actually can't wait to start grinding the tape here because there's there's a lot of guys whose names we're very familiar with from being locked into this 2023 class and just kind of you know hearing the names by association and obviously there's the big ones, you know, the highlight names, the top of the class, the Marvin Harrison, you know, where that's going to be obvious, but I can't like the, the five through 12 guys are the ones where I'm really, really interested to see. Cause you know, everybody knows the Marvin Harrison, the Caleb Williams, the Drake may, but once we get into, you know, this feels like a deep running back class. This is an interesting wide receiver class. We don't know a ton about it yet, uh, how it's going to shake out. And I think the, the college football season will grant us a little more clarity on that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive deep into this. Yeah, and we'll be diving in very shortly here. So, like I said at the top, Next week is an off week. It's a tape week. We're going to dive in and we're going to come back the following week and get started with summer scouting for the 2024 class. Uh, we'll be going through all of our positional groups. So uh, the grind starts here, baby. It's year two. Let's do it. Sure is. Let's go. All right. Well, one final time. Thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode and to any others throughout season one we sincerely appreciate that and as we headed into season two at camp dynasty i'd like to say thank you for stopping by this week and we'll see you in season two